0: All right, so we've been talking about um, this idea in this series where uh, I want you to imagine that you're at, um, sitting at a table with someone who's been dealing with uh, suicidal thoughts, depression, right? And the whole idea was each one of them just kind of one reason to be curious enough, to be interested enough, to be engaged enough to wake up the next day, right? To go through that day. Now, what's really odd about this this series for us is it's it it feels like it's shifted for us, right? The idea is it's shifted from kind of talking to some imaginary person. And now it's almost shifted to a series about, you know, how should we all be able to get ourselves up the next day to be engaged, to be alive? Because, you know, it's one thing to be alive, right? To be breathing, but it's a second thing to be alive, right? To be present, to actually be, here, right? To to be present, to enjoy being present, to be fully here, uh, you know, with our emotions, with our thoughts, with our bodies, um, and so it's been kind of crazy, you know. So in this series, we talked about three different things, right? Uh, we talked about art. Uh, we talked about how uh, you know one of the things that allows us to be alive in these moments are these odd things that we don't really prioritize, things like art. Uh, Talk about awkwardness, how even though it's something that we typically want to run from, it has this gift to us, right? It, it allows us to kind of be heightened in our senses to be fully present. Uh, and then of course, this last week we talked about craft uh, and how there are these things. There's, there's this thing that every human being has where if we find it, if we throw ourselves into it, it brings uh, humans the highest level of joy, our craft, our calling, right? And honestly, you know, here we are in a situation where we have time on our hands all these things we've talked about these things that that are important to being alive to staying alive are all things that most of us don't prioritize right because all the things of life the to-dos the busyness that you know we have to be at this thing we have to get to that meeting to this game to that you know event whatever ready to watch the show uh, all that is kind of passing away right now and even though um it's a it's a tough time it's a hard time there's people who are suffering right now um there is still a gift on the inside of this, and if we are looking for a gift, the gift is that we now have time to prioritize those things that we never had time for. And so, this week I want to talk about just kind of one more thing for us. And you know, if you are, if you do have someone in your life who is suffering, uh, you know, from from pain in their mind, uh, in, uh, in the emotional space in their life, in the mental spaces, but also for you, right? For you tomorrow, when you wake up on a Monday, it doesn't feel like a Monday, right? Because things are just not the same. Um, So this morning, you'll miss friendship. If you don't learn how to be alive, if you don't uh, learn the value of this thing, it's difficult for you to be fully awake, to be fully here. Uh, Friendship is the one thing we're going to talk about this morning. If you guys have your Bibles, go to John 15 verse 11 uh, john 15 verse 11. here we go uh, i've said these things to you uh, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy joy may be complete it's my commandment that you love each other as i have loved you and no one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends you're my friends if you do what i command i do not call you servants any longer because the servant does not know what the master is doing I've called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I've heard from my father. Now, this is a really interesting passage. Now, uh, on the surface, it it seems obvious, but it's really not. I've always had a hard time with talking about being God's friend, right? Um, Being a creation of God, being a child of God, being, um, you know, I don't know, a servant of God, a follower of God. All these things always kind of made sense to me. Being a friend of God was always something in the scriptures that I was very uh, distant to. You know, why would he cost to be a friend? You know, and I think what's interesting about this passage, most of us who are watching today, we don't really have friends. Now, we have acquaintances, right? We have people who we, you know, we have the interests that we share. These people who we text, who we, we laugh with, whatever. These people uh, we work with, things like that. But I would say few of us this morning actually have true friends, Uh, I a deep friendship. Now, psychologically, there are these kind of tiers of friendships. There are these levels that we kind of go to with people. But um, at the base of it, friendship is about sharing. That sounds like childish. You know, I understand that, right? But think about this. We are in a time right now where human survival instincts are flaring up at everyone, right? I mean, it's hard to find toilet paper. It's hard to, um, you know, Clorox wipes or milk. All these things are difficult to get because everyone's survival instincts are triggering right now. We are trying to to look after ourselves and take care of ourselves. And so in the middle of a planet where we are in a frenzy to protect ourselves, we are fearful, we are frightened. There's this thing of God's gift of God called friendship. At the very heart of it is this concept of sharing. Now, friendship is about learning to share yourself with someone else. Now, at the same time, it's also about learning to allow someone else to share with you. Now, it's slightly more complex than what you think. It is the the primary form of love that is strictly chosen. So, for example, if you have a uh, family, brothers, sisters, uh, a father, mother, if you have children, all of these things, you didn't choose them. Okay. You were born into these things. Most of the other relationships uh, in your life. If you're if you're married, you might have chose someone at one point. One of the hardest parts about marriage, as we've all experienced, is that you have to choose someone over and over again. And truly, you can be in a marriage and not be chosen by the other person. You can begin to drift apart because there's this thing that's binding you. Covenant or a license or taxes, whatever it is, it keeps you together. If you have children, you can go through moments with children where you just don't even like them. You, You want distance from them. I mean, you know, come on. Our kids are awesome, but you get the idea. There's something that bonds us to them. It's actually blood that bonds us. You know, you can fight with your family all day long, but you're bonded to them. A friendship is not like that. If if you have a boss or a coworker, you're bonded by something. A friendship is bonded by one thing. Choice. You're chosen. Someone chooses to invest in you. Someone chooses to share their time with you, their energy with you, their emotions with you, uh, uh, their resources, their experiences with you. They're choosing you. And the scariest thing about friendship, the reason that most adults today don't have deep friendships is because a friendship is much easier to walk away from than any other type of friendship. Now you can keep a shallow friendship. You can have someone you've known since high school. You guys hang out together or whatever, but I'm talking deep friendship, something that takes vulnerability. Someone who you have shared the deeper parts of your life with because you've chosen to. This is the gift of friendship. If you are worried about how to be alive today, how to be fully present, When you wake up tomorrow, not just being physically, but being fully present. If you have someone who you love, who's dealing with suicidal thoughts, there is something that they need to wake up tomorrow for. And that is to find true friendship. Now, I'm not saying that they found it. Most of us have not found it. I am just now in this part of my life learning how to have friends. Because friendship takes two sides of the coin. One, we have to learn how to offer ourselves, how to share. And secondly, we have to learn how to receive now, depending on your personality, the one part comes easier than the other, right? We have to learn how to allow ourselves to, to know someone, to allow someone to share with us, to take care of us. And we have to be willing to share with others, to, to care for others in the ways that they need us to. And this is kind of the amazing thing about this verse in John, because in this passage in John, we see that the, the primary reason that Jesus is sharing these things with uh, the disciples he says i want my joy to be your joy meaning i want to share this with you the reason I've, I've invested all of these hours i've taught you all these things because i want us to experience something together and then he even has a little line he says you know well you know you're my friends if you obey me but then he goes on down and he, and he seems almost like contradicted and he says no but but honestly you were my my servants but now you're my friends because I've shared things with you that a servant wouldn't know. I've chosen to open up to be vulnerable and to share myself with you. Friendship is a gift that not everyone actually gets to enjoy in their life. Um, Most humans have gone their entire lives without discovering true friendship. So here you are in a time when you have time to focus on things that truly matter. Things that, that really have value. Most of us will call our, our, spiral, our spouse our best friend, or we'll say we have someone from high school who we, we've always known, or, or we'll just say, well, you know, you know uh, I don't really need friends. I'm good at being alone. That's not what we're talking about. There's a gift of friendship that goes deeper than any of those things that you're talking about. When you come to a place where you are able to be vulnerable, to take a risk with someone, this is when you're getting to the good stuff. Right, Uh, You know, uh, here I am a pastor. Uh, Most pastors I know do not have true friends. Right, It's one of the scariest things for a pastor to do. We're actually trained not to do that. But in that, there's one of the deepest ways of connecting to God and to the gift of life as a human that we miss out on as pastors often. Because friendship is one of the deepest connections we can have to another human. And I'll tell you this right now. Friendship, learning to be a friend of God, is one of the... The primary purpose that man was created. You can you know, if you go through all the scriptures, you know, everyone's talking about man was created for, to serve, whatever, to worship God, whatever. The deepest thing we see in a God who's triune in the book of Genesis is a God who wanted to share existence with another, with us. The very thing God wanted to do that we see in John is all the way back in Genesis. The reason we were created isn't just to sing songs and to worship God or to pray for things. We were created to experience life with God, to share life with God and with each other. That is one of the deepest reasons that we need to stay alive. We need to put effort into being fully alive in this time. Now, here's three tips for you. If you don't have this type of friendship or if you have the... You know, if you feel like you're just not there yet, here's the first tip on on how to find kind of true friendship. The first one is this. You need to get emotionally healthy or you need to stay emotionally healthy. Sometimes the opportunity for friendship will show itself in our lives. But if we are not emotionally, spiritually healthy enough, we will not be ready to pursue it in that moment. Or, Or even worse, we won't even notice the opportunity when it's in front of us. We need to get or stay emotionally healthy. Step two, we need to stay open to friendship, meaning keep your eyes open. Keep your emotions, your heart open. Often um, I talk to adults about friendship. You know, they they begin to talk about all of the times that they try and it just doesn't work out. Um, you know, and I think the biggest thing for us is having to make sure that we stay in a place where we are open to it. We are looking for it even. And of course, thirdly, to have true friendship, you have to be willing to risk. You have to to be willing to risk. You must be vulnerable to experience true friendship. If you think that you have uh, uh, these amazing friendships, you can only measure that by how vulnerable you are with them. If you are not fully vulnerable and if they are not vulnerable back to you, it is not a deep friendship yet. And so deep friendship always requires us to take risks. And so in your walk with God, if you're trying to grow to uh, to a place with God where you connect to him in a deeper level, you want to learn to be a friend of God, it's going to take you to learn to be vulnerable with God. If you have uh, friendships in your life, you and to learn to be vulnerable with those. If you're married, if you have a spouse. Um, there's a famous philosopher who once said that the highest form of love is friendship. And the only way a marriage could ever actually survive, and what he meant was actually stay connected, not just be in the same house was for people in a marriage to learn to be friends above all else. If you want to have that deep friendship in your life, you have to learn to take risks. All right. Well, I hope that that was enough for you this morning, right? Um, it's been a good, been a long week, but uh, I look forward to seeing you guys. Me and Pastor Zach have talked about uh, this is over. Well, our, uh, our first Sunday back, it's going to be Easter Sunday. I don't care what day it is on the calendar. Our first Sunday back is going to be Easter Sunday at Grace Church. It's going to be a party. Um, even though I, you guys know I'm stingy with hugs, uh, when we're back at Grace Church, I will give everybody a hug. All right. There you go. There's a promise. All right. So this week, um, big stuff coming on Monday. Um, podcast will be up on Monday morning. Um, if you have not, kind of check that out. Uh, we post it to GC Live. In the webpage, hey, there's a picture of me with a beanie. I did not choose that picture. It makes me very uncomfortable, but my wife says it's a good picture. Okay. But <laughs> if you look past the picture, the content is very important. Each week, I plan to give you in the podcast just things that we need each week to process. As we are in quarantine, emotionally, um, Mentally, there are stages that we're going to go through as we try to cope with this. And I'm going to try to target some content to help you through each week. So if you haven't caught the one this week, uh, it's up there already if you want to check it out. And then uh, I'll have the next one up on Monday. And then, secondly, on uh, Thursday, Pastor Zach and I are going to do the uh, Facebook Live QA for a Bible questions. We've been talking about this for a while. So uh, we have questions that you guys should turn in. And we're going to, uh, I'm sure we'll have a Facebook post. Uh, to kind of fill some more questions about the Bible. We're going to go live um, and just talk about the scriptures. It's going to be a blast, right? All right. We'll have you guys, let me pray over you guys uh, quickly, and then uh, we'll, we'll get out of here. <sighs> Father, we just slow down right now. There's so much that's going on around us. Even though our world has slowed down and mentally and emotionally, we have not slowed down. So we just choose to slow down right now. Uh, Father, I ask that you would uh, just allow us to come to a place with you where we allow all of these walls to the drop down, all these walls of coping, uh, the numbness or frantic thoughts or just uh, all of the distractions that we're trying to throw in, uh, in front of ourselves. We ask that we come to a place of being vulnerable with you, that we would come to you as a friend. And we ask right now that in our families that the that we'd be sensitive to the spirit of God in our in our homes right now that our children would begin to feel the peace of God that we would just be able to let you into every area of insecurity and fear and worry and doubt, um, anxiety. We just choose to allow you into every area of those things in our lives in Jesus' name. Now, uh, if you got the emails, if you guys actually held on to. Um, I said to get bread and juice. Now, I have to have a confession. When the this, stream this kind of uh, went down this morning, I completely forgot about the bread. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to get up and go get my bread. If you haven't gotten your bread or juice, get any kind of bread and any kind of juice or water. We're going to do the Eucharist together real quick before we get off here. All right, so I'm just going to walk over here and get my bread. I'll be right back here in two minutes. You have a second to grab your stuff. beautiful as I have this mug and you have no idea what's in this mug, right? I could be doing like true Eucharist, but today I <laughs> actually have some cappuccino on there, right? That's what I've got, yeah. Highbrow Eucharist this morning, right? Uh, if you guys are ready, let's go ahead and do this. Uh, if, you, if you want to bring the kids in the room, we can do it with the kids. Uh, either way, it's fine. Here I have for my bread, the goldfish. <laughs> oh, Well, Father, God, we come to you this morning and uh, we come to you in our homes, just like the first church did. We might be scattered physically, but by the spirit, even by technology, we are together. And so, Father, we just come to you right now and we thank you, Lord, for the sacrifice of your son for us. The ultimate expression of how our God loves us, how our God sees us. Not that there was a, a son that needed to be punished for bad deeds. But the ultimate expression of how you are willing to love us, because there's no greater love than when a person would lay down their life for their friends. And this is the example that Christ has laid down for us. So with this bread, we just we offer to you, we allow you to take upon yourself all of our weakness, all of our fears, all of our anxieties, all of our um, just frustrations this week. And we ask that you would meet us there right now. a terrible combination, goldfish and cappuccino, (laughs) but it's going to work this morning. Mm. And Father, we thank you, Lord, for your son. We thank you that um, in Jesus, we have the ultimate examples of self-sacrificing love. And in the blood of Jesus, we have a promise that on the other side of this life, on the other side of all pain or doubt, fear, anxiety that we experience, that there is life, that there is wholeness, that there is peace, that there is joy. And we thank that that doesn't wait for us on the other side either. We thank you, Lord, that through the blood of Jesus, the peace of God meets us in this moment, in this place. In Jesus' name. Amen. Let me just kind of speak a blessing over you guys. And we're out here. Father, I speak a blessing over every home this week. Thank you, Lord, if there are any fears or insecurities or worry about not having their needs met. Father, I thank you right now, Lord, that those physical needs will be met. We we ask that you kind of bring to their their mind people or things that they might need to do or to reach out to. We thank you, Lord, that every physical need is going to be met this week. Father, we pray, Lord, for every person in the home. We seek peace over them, restful sleep, and hope in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Grace family. Love you guys. I will see you guys. uh, Well, uh, podcast will be up on Monday, and uh, we'll be going live on Thursday, Pastor Zach, to talk about your Bible questions. Have a great week, everybody.